Brad and Rebecca for God So Loved on Victory 91.5. It's Corey, and we are two days away from Christmas. And something cool about Victory, we actually have our general manager on every single Jewish holiday. You get on air, normally in the morning time, and you just share some insight about it. And then we post it to our blog, and we also now post it to the More Music app. So if you have the app, go to the podcast. Later today, you'll find all of these you know, awesome teachings on Hanukkah right there. Also, again, our website, if you click on the blog, you'll find it there. You've worked here for almost three decades. Going on. I have just started my 30th year yeah, in September, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That is a long time. And so you've done a lot of studying on Jewish festivals and holidays. You have a lot to share on Hanukkah. You know, I have, I studied, was started probably when I was a teenager. So it's been a very long journey for me. And I have just loved to dig in and understand. And the Gospel of the Stars for me, has just become uh, more and more exciting. I, when I go out every any night, I look up at the stars. I immediately begin looking for the story. Now I, I used to look at the stars, and I can't do that anymore. Just a cool thing. And the Bible says Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. It means several things, including that the testimony or story is written into the universe itself. The story of Jesus as the Redeemer amazingly, was literally written in the heavens using the constellations when those constellations were made. And this is the ancient story. I'm going to post all of this, including the the uh, pictures of the stars so you can understand and grasp it a little bit more. But many of these pictures in the sky have been corrupted over the years, uh, like everything else. Then the constellation names uh, that you know are not even the original Hebrew names anymore, but I'll tell you what they are so you can learn them, all right? So... You may know Ursa Major and Minor. It has a constellation behind it called Boots. Due to the linguistic error, the Greeks switched the Hebrew word for bear, which is dohi, for the Hebrew word for sheepfold or dohen. So we now have the greater and lesser bear instead of the sheepfolds. Now for the Jews, obviously, sheepfolds make a lot more sense. But thankfully, God named the stars. So many retain their ancient names. And so... This particular constellation, you know, as the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. So it's easy to see. You just pretty much at 11 o'clock at night look straight up. You'll find it. So that particular constellation, the star at the end of the handle of the Dipper means assembly. That's the uh, Greek word for in the church is known as the assembly. The two stars on the end of the Dipper mean flock and purchased. Just behind the fold of sheep is another constellation. It's a lot harder to see. You can really just see one star, but it's the herdsman boots, which means the coming one. Jesus is identified pretty clearly by two of the stars, Nechar, or the pierced one, and Izar, meaning prince with God. That's the Big Dipper. All these years, you look up there, and all you just see is a dipper in the sky. In fact, it's you. You're one of those sheep, and Jesus is tending you. Micah 12, uh, 212, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I'll put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make make a loud noise because of so many people. So now when you see the Big Dipper, remember, God named those stars as part of his story from the beginning of time. Here's what God did on day four, in fact. God named the stars and their names had meaning. Zodiac actually comes from astronomy. In Hebrew, it's zoad, meaning the path or the way. It refers to the way the sun appears to pass through the 12 constellations during the year. 
The sky is actually laid out like a clock with each ancient constellation marking a number on the clock. It takes a month for the sun to pass through each one, so it makes a full circuit. A year has passed. At night, you could lay flat on your back, beginning in the evening time, and as the constellations make their circuit through the night, you can hear the you can see the entire gospel story before you if you can stay up all night. But this was the ancient calendar, and that's why he said, let them be for signs and months, for days and years. It had original Hebrew, Aramaic names from creation, which told the gospel story. The names were not based on the false gods of mythology, as you know of them now. The book of Job was probably written a few hundred years after the flood, and the Pleiades and Orion are both mentioned by name, because the constellation was named before the Tower of Babel, and you could find these stars carved on cave walls. The bull, or Taurus, and Orion both appear in cave art dating back 500 years before Noah's flood without any kind of names of mythology. There are 12 constellations. The specific 12 constellations we recognize today as the Zodiac is referred to as a Masroth in Job 38. Right? God says, Job says God formed the constellation figures. The story that Jesus wrote on the stars from the same time creation does in the fall at Rosh Hashanah as the sun passes across the virgin constellation. So everything begins at Rosh Hashanah in the fall, go figure, that's creation, and it begins with the constellation of the virgin. The virgin's name in Hebrew is Bethula. You know it is Virgo, but it's the most interesting of the constellations God created because she's holding a branch in her hand and a baby on her lap. All right, Bethula is Hebrew for virgin. The constellation is called many names around the world, but they all mean virgin. And everywhere, this virgin is holding a baby. In the 8th century, an Arabian astronomer named Al-Bumazar described Bethula as a young woman whose Persian name denotes a pure virgin sitting on a throne, nourishing an infant boy, which has a Hebrew name, which in Greek is called Christos. Now, Abu-Mazar was a Muslim. So this is a testimony going way back, even from the Muslims. The first and brightest star in Bethula is Zera, meaning seed. Now here's what I want you to think about. Genesis 3.15. God is talking to Adam and Eve. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So on day 16, when Adam and Eve fell, God had already written their story in the stars and prophesied of his victory over their enemy. In Isaiah 7, the prophet tells Ahaz to ask for a sign from God, either from the depths, the ocean, or from the heights above, that is, the heavens and the stars. Ahaz refuses, but Isaiah says God will give you a sign, and God chose the heavens, about which Isaiah said, The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. So we have a clear delineation right there that he's talking about the stars. He's telling the story of the gospel so that even Ahaz knows the story. Two more breaks that'll tell you that all of the stars are going to run through them pretty quick, but that's coming up. All right, coming up, we're going to hear a word from our underwriters and then music from David Dunn and Mallory Hope. If you're not sure if your roof...